Psalm 145 is the last psalm that is specifically attributed to King David. It is written as an acrostic, with each verse beginning with a subsequent letter of the Hebrew alphabet. But beyond its poetic beauty, it reminds us of what living and thriving in a God-centered life can be. Here's Dr. Jim Bradford with more on The Central Moment. I welcome you to Central Moments today. So good to uh, have you join me as we come now to Psalm 145, which is in the whole book of Psalms in the Old Testament, the last Psalm that's specifically attributed to King David. He was the most famous king in the Old Testament, highly influential. God promised the Messiah would come through his lineage, as indeed Jesus was a son of David. But he also saw some brutal times. He faced a lot of enemies. He faced his own failures as he seriously messed up his life towards the end of his life. And yet, this guy, this guy who's so human and yet so divinely called of God, um, he knew what it was to live in the realization of God's greatness. And in this last psalm attributed to him, it's, it's uh, poetic and it's like an acrostic. The first word of each verse begins with a subsequent uh, letter in the Hebrew alphabet. And it starts this way, I will exalt you, my God the King. I'm going to exalt you. And I will praise your name forever and ever. And every day I will praise you and extol your name forever and ever. For great is the Lord and most worthy of praise and his greatness no one can fathom. Now, by the time you get to Psalm 145, if you've been reading sequentially through the Psalms, you kind of go, oh, this is getting a little repetitive. You know, it's always, you know, praise the Lord. I'm going to extol your name. And and the Lord is great. He's worthy of praise. Your greatness no one can fathom. I mean, we've heard this over and over so far in the Psalms. But there is nothing repetitive about the need for us to live in the overwhelming awareness of his greatness all the time. And us to talk to our souls and to call us to the place of praise. We could focus on other things and despair. We could focus on other things and complain. We could focus on lesser things and end up being unsatisfied. But what a wonderful thing to live in the consciousness of the greatness of God and to so focus our hearts that we are, we are, as he says in verse 2, every day praising him and extolling him, where we're deliberately keeping our eyes on his greatness. I want to tell you his greatness outdimensions the size of any problem you're facing. That's why it's a good thing to start prayer with praise, because, uh, because we don't want prayer just to be an exercise in worry. We want prayer to, first of all, focus us on how God, great God is, and then our prayer requests find proportion uh, relative to that. And so in verse 8, he says things like, the Lord is gracious and compassionate, slow to anger and rich in love. And when we come and sometimes feel unworthy before the Lord, we realize that Jesus' death on the cross has washed away our sins when we trusted, and, and, and that, Lord, you are gracious and you are compassionate. You showed it to us in Jesus. And so I, I, I can live in awe of your greatness and live in your presence. And the Lord is good to all, just to live in that constant awareness that today 
the Lord towards me will not only be gracious and compassionate, but he'll be good to me. And uh, the eyes of all, as a result, verse 15, he writes, look to you and you, you give them their food in proper time. Like Jesus said, uh, we should pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. The Lord can feed us from his hand. For he says, you open your hand and satisfy the desires of every living thing. As a part of your greatness, I'm aware that you meet needs. You understand the hungers of my heart that are legitimate and that can only be filled by you. And then verse 18, the Lord's near to all who call upon him. Sometimes it may feel like our prayers bounce off the ceiling. But but when we just live in the intentional awareness of the greatness of God and we praise him and we extol him, we, we become aware that that he is close to our cry. He understands our needs. And, verse 19, he fulfills the desires of those who fear him, and he hears their cry and saves them. Father, that's the dimension we want to live every day in. Uh, Lord, it's more than just rotely saying the Lord is great or reading that you are great, but thank you for the opportunity to live in the fullness of it. You who hears our cries, you who satisfies our hungers, Lord, you who is compassionate and good, Lord, let us live every day aware of you at the center and let us thrive as a result. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. Amen. 